All material used in this teaching is for spiritual training and educational purposes only. Some teachings may contain copyrighted material not specifically authorized by the copyright holder. No copyright infringement is intended. We suggest the purchase of copyrighted material for your spiritual edification. However, we do not promote sales of these teachings. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to our weekly program, For the time has come, bringing you line upon line teachings into the holy word of Elohim God. We also like to thank BBS Radio for airing weekly For the Time Has Come program every Thursday from 11 o'clock a.m. until 11.55 a.m. And now, get ready for an uncompromising fresh word as the bride of Christ be made ready during these end times. Here's your host, Apostle Sheldon and Prophet Sharon. We thank our Holy Father for you joining us another new day that has been freely given to us all. Oh, yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You know, we can't thank the Father Mm. enough for this opportunity that he's brought us out for such a time as this Mm. and that we're here to present to you an uncompromising word. It's important that we bring you all truth as best we know it. Thank you, Father. And we're in a time now where we have to get unlearned to learn. That's most important, that we get unlearned to learn from the traditions of men. Mm. And it's important that you gain an understanding that the bride of Christ be made ready through his word. Mm. That's very, very important in this hour. And to gain an understanding is to know what he's saying. Now, I know many of you out there may be going through uh, uncertainty because of fear, and and fear can grip us, you know. Mm. It can grip us because we're not in a normal time of life. We're in perilous times. And some of you are out there in fear, uncertainty, going through all kinds of trial and tests. And I want you to know today, I want to talk to those that are dealing with that. Yes. We are to keep our mind stayed on Christ, not others, not each other. Keep your mind stayed on Christ Yeshua. Second mm. Timothy 1 and 7, it's the word that's going to keep us healed. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's right. He didn't give us fear, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. That our minds stay sound in this hour. That's what's important. Keep your mind stayed on him. Mm. Keep your mind on him. That's absolutely right. It's important to have a sound mind. And in order to do that, we must know what the Spirit of the Lord, Yeshua, is saying at all times. At all times. Praise the Lord. 
praise shall continuously be in our mouth. We must know what he's saying. Absolutely right. Yes. That's what he's saying. For Yeshua is our true vine. Oh, yes, he is. And we find that in John 15, verse 1. Yes. And we also find in Isaiah 33, verse 22, yes. that Yeshua is our lawgiver, mm -hmm. he's our judge, he's our king, yes. and he's our savior. Oh, yes. Thank you, Father. Even though that many are not familiar with John 5 and 22, we find that it is written mm -hmm. for the Father. Yes. Now check this out. Yes. The Father judges no one. Mm -hmm. Now we just said that Yeshua is our judge. Yes, he but is. the Father, our Holy Father, yes. judges no one. Judges no one. But he has committed all judgment to the Son. Yes. And in verse 23, it goes on to say that all should honor, we all should honor the Son. Just as we honor the Father. As, as we honor the Father. Mm. Oh, that's so important. That's powerful. That is so important. That we honor the Savior. He's our lawgiver. Yes. And He's the only one that's going to judge us all. Saved and unsaved. Mm. Everybody will be judged by the lawgiver. And we want to share a little bit more of that with you throughout this program. That's very important that you yes. take note. Yes. Write it down. We're going to try to explain it line on line. Because it has been taught that the Father judges and Yeshua judges. Mm. That's right. That's it's right. been taught that. That's right now. But it's Yeshua that judges. The authority has been given to him and him alone. Mm. Amen. So we want you to stay with us. We want mm. to go in prayer first. As mm. always, we want to go to the throne ah, of yes. grace and mercy that the Holy Spirit would direct us to go into his presence. Thank you, Because Father. our words alone don't just enter in. So we have to go through the Holy Spirit who Yeshua has put on the earth for us. That's right. Amen. So clear your minds. Yes. Bow your heads. And join us in, in prayer. prayer. Holy and righteous Father, we come to you another new day, thanking you for your holy word that tells us whatever we ask in prayer, we will receive if we have faith. We find in Matthew 21 verse 22 this, and whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive, we know by your holy word that without faith it is impossible to please you. We draw near to you, Father, according to your holy word, by your precious Holy Spirit, having no doubt and believing that you reward those who diligently seek you. For it is written in Hebrews 11 and 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Elohim, you have given us your promise that tells us that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by your word. It is written in Romans 10:17. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 
in your name above all names. We hold fast to your promises that our faith is our assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And it is written in Hebrews 11 verse 1, which declares, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Holy Father, you have told us to have faith and not doubt, that by having faith, we speak to our mountain of adversity to be removed and cast into the sea. When we do not doubt in our heart, but believe that whatsoever we speak by faith will come to pass, and it will be done for us. That's your holy word, Father. And we believe your holy word. Again in Mark eleven twenty four, which declares, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Righteous Father, we will continue to walk by faith and not by sight. We call upon you, Holy Father, to help us today and every day to always trust in the sacrifice already given to us by our Holy Savior, that with all our heart, we are not leaning to our own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge that you will continue to direct our path and make it straight. Your holy word tells us that nothing is impossible with you. And without question, we believe you are the one true Elohim God. And that even the demons know this and believe and they tremble. Speak to us, Father. Hear our cry. Our faith rests not in the wisdom of men, but only by your holy word. And through your grace and your mercy, we are saved through faith. Father, you so loved the world that you gave your only beloved Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting eternal life. And Holy Father, forgive us if we have grieved you, for we can do nothing without you. It is you who strengthens us. Precious Holy Father, your faith is our assurance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. And by your faith, we understand that the universe was created by your holy word, that what was seen was not made out of things that are visible. Father, your holy word declares that it was by faith that Abel offered to you a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, and Abel was commended as righteous. And it was by faith that Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. Holy Father, that's the kind of faith we pray to have. Help us, dear Father, to be pleasing in your sight, by faith, not by sight. And we pray for all those listening to continue to walk by faith during these end times. In your holy name, Yeshua. In your holy name, Yeshua. We pray. We pray. Amen. Amen. 
Who is the lawgiver? Let us first look at James 4.12, which reads, There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Again, we find in Isaiah 33, verse 22, this, For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. We referenced earlier in James 4, verse 12, according to the scriptures, that there is only one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Yeshua is our only lawgiver who can judge. Let us take a closer look at our lawgiver, Yeshua, who is judge, king, and savior. We find in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 through 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. As we shared earlier that Yeshua, our lawgiver, came to fulfill his law, his Torah. He also tells us for our understanding in Matthew 5, 17, this. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. It is important to know and understand that Apostle Paul nor anyone else abolished Elohim's law. What has already been given by our Holy Savior, who is our lawgiver, is God-breathed. As we shared with you earlier in 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, that all scripture is given by inspiration of Elohim God and is profitable for his doctrine, for his reproof, for his correction, for his instruction in his righteousness. Let us see what the scripture says about the lawgiver who is judge. As we have read, Yeshua is our lawgiver and Yeshua is our judge. Now let us look at John 5, 26 through 28. And it reads, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. In John 5.22 we find this, For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. All judgment will be given to Yeshua, our lawgiver by the Father, and his voice will be heard by all those in the grave. Let us review John 5.28 again, whereby it is written, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. As we refresh ourselves with Revelation 1 and 7, we find it written, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. Now for our learning and understanding, let us read Revelation 1 verse 7. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. 
and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. What is important to know as believers in Christ, and it is important to let others know that our lawgiver, who is Yeshua, will judge all people. We have read in John 5:22, for the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, Yeshua, our lawgiver. Let us read John 5:23, that all should honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Yeshua, our lawgiver, will judge the living and the dead. Let's look at 2 Timothy 4, 1. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Messiah Yeshua, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. We find in John 12, 48, He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. As we continue to share who our lawgiver and judge is, we also want to reference this passage of scripture in Matthew 25, 32 and 33, which reads, All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. As we continue to look at our Holy Savior as lawgiver and judge, let us continue sharing how important it is to know him as lawgiver and judge, to understand just how necessary it is to keep his moral law, which is his Torah and his commandments, which are eternal. His moral law has not been abolished, and he tells us not to think that it has, which is found in Matthew 5:17. Yeshua gave the revelation to Apostle John to write in Revelation 20:11 through 15. And it reads: Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before Elohim, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works. By the things which were written in the books, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. In our teachings, we have shared the second death, and in no way do our Holy Savior desire for anyone to enter into a second death. Let's read Revelation 20, 11 through 15. Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it. 
from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before Elohim, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. In our teachings, we have shared the second death. And in no way do our Holy Savior desire for anyone to enter into a second death. For those who are listening and have never heard our teaching on the second death, recorded in Revelation 2 verse 11, let us share what the Holy Bible says about the second death. What is the second death? The second death is a separation from Elohim, the giver of life. It is called the second death recorded in Revelation 2.11. And the revelation was given to Apostle John by Yeshua. The second death follows physical death. The second death separates mankind from entering into eternal life. Mankind will experience the second death because of lawlessness and living outside of Elohim's original plan. The sin of man separates them from entering into eternal life. Revelation 21 verse 8 explains the second death in greater detail. Let us take a look. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Again, we find Yeshua, our lawgiver, is judge. Let us read more. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 declares, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Yeshua is our lawgiver. He is our judge. Yeshua is the only one according to the scriptures who will judge all mankind. We read earlier in John 5:22, for the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. In John 14:15, Yeshua declares, "If you love me, keep my commandments." Apostle Paul speaks about the moral law of Elohim in Romans 7:12, which reads, "Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. 
As believers in Christ, it is important to remember what may seem right to us can be contrary to God's holy word. As it is written in Proverbs 14 and 12, which reads, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Let us take a look at our lawgiver, Yeshua, as king. 1 Timothy 6, 13 through 16 reminds us that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Elohim is our king who is supreme over all the kings. And in Revelation 19 and 16, we find, And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. As believers, we serve a judge, a lawgiver, a king, and his kingdom is not of this world. Let us read John 18 and 36. Yeshua answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight, so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from here. The lawgiver is our judge, he's our king, and he is our savior. And he prayed and paid with holy blood to save us. Let us continue to reverence our lawgiver, our judge, our king, and our savior as believers and as the elect bride of Christ as we prepare for our holy savior's return. Let us further look into the law of Elohim versus the law of the land in which we live. As we reflect on the law in reference to church and state, should we as believers in Christ mix the holy kingdom of Elohim with the laws of the land? Before we dive into prayer being taken out of the schools and lining it up with the holy word of Elohim, let us first reflect back to our Holy Savior's sacrificial prayer, prayed and paid for with holy blood while he was upon the earth. Yeshua cries out to the Father in the garden of Gethsemane in agony, praying with great drops of blood on behalf of himself, his disciples, and his elect bride. John 17, 16 reveals to us what our lawgiver was praying when he cried out in prayer. They, meaning the disciples then and now, are not of the world, even as he says he himself is not of the world. Let us take a look at when prayer was first removed from schools. In 1962, the court declared illegal teacher-led prayers in public schools. In 1962, the state of New York approved a piece of legislation that encouraged but not required students in its public schools to begin every day with the recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance and a non-denominational prayer. Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon Thee, and we beg Thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. Amen. This prayer, known as the Regents' Prayer, was written, recommended, and published by the New York State Board of Regents as part of their statement on moral and spiritual training. As we just witnessed a short mandatory prayer, that was once given to recite in New York to the students was a prayer that was repetitious. The truth is, God is holy, 
and a holy God must be given all the honor and glory he so deserves. In reading Psalm 1 and 2 through 3, it is written, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. What is this passage of scripture in Psalm 1, 2 through 3 saying? We as believers in Christ Yeshua, we are to delight ourselves in the law, which is his Torah. We are to meditate on God's holy word day and night and not allow the words of the ungodly to influence our thinking. It is important to read and obey the scriptures and not use vain repetition when we pray. As we meditate, we cherish the promises and instructions we find in the Holy Bible. We are to heed His commands in reading His instructions. We are to confront our sins and confess them and we are to conform our thoughts to godly thoughts. In 1963, the devotional reading of the Bible was made illegal. Was devotional reading of the Holy Bible to remain legal in a world in which we live today? Let us hear the statement given by Madeline Murray's son, William Bill Murray, during the time when she felt that her son's rights were being violated. I think I am an atheist, and I wish to be an atheist, and I don't feel that it would be appropriate uh, for me to stand up and say the Lord's Prayer. When Madeline enrolled Bill at Woodburn Junior High School, 17 days into the semester, she discovered that prayer and Bible readings were mandatory at the institution. Bill was bullied and intimidated for not participating. Madeline Murray, a devout atheist, sued the school district in 1960 for violating her family's First Amendment rights. But the Maryland court system ruled against her, and again when she appealed. Although Madeline Murray never passed the bar exam, she considered herself educated in legal matters and even held a degree from the South Texas College of Law. So she continued to pursue the case all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Again, on June 17, 1963, the Supreme Court justices ruled overwhelmingly 8 to 1 that school-sponsored prayer and Bible readings in public schools were unconstitutional. President Kennedy makes news on many fronts in his weekly press conference. Asked his opinion of the Supreme Court decision banning prayer in schools, the president says, Well, I haven't seen the measures in the Congress, and you'd have to make a determination of what the language was and what the effect it would have on the First Amendment. The uh, Supreme Court uh, has made a judgment. A good many people, uh, obviously, will disagree with it. Others will agree with it. But I think that uh, it is uh, important for us if we're going to maintain our constitutional principle, that we uh, support uh, Supreme Court decisions even when we may not agree with them. In addition, we have in this case a very easy remedy, and that is to pray ourselves. And I would think that uh, it would be a welcome reminder to every American family that uh, we can uh, 
pray a good deal more at home. We can attend our churches with a good deal more uh, fidelity. And uh, we can make uh, the true meaning of prayer much more important in the lives of all of our children. That power is very much open to us. And I would hope that uh, as a result of this decision that uh, all American parents uh, will intensify their efforts at home. The word of Elohim comes from Isaiah 54, 13 through 14. And it reads, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. And from terror it shall not come near you. Now let's read the word of Elohim that came to Isaiah in chapter 54, verses 13 through 14. And all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. As believers in Christ, we ought to remember 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Madeline Murray O'Hare, atheist, banned mandatory prayer from schools by the United States Supreme Court, which ruled that Bible reading in American public schools was unconstitutional. Proverbs 22.6 declares, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Let us take heed to John 8.47. He who is of Elohim hears the words of Elohim. Therefore you do not hear, because you are not of Elohim. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Our lawgiver, Yeshua, encourages all believers by saying this in 1 Peter 2 and 9, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Again in 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16, we read, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy for I am holy. Our lawgiver, Yeshua, has told us what is his, we render that to him. In Mark 12, verse 17, it is written, And Yeshua said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to Elohim what is Elohim's. And they marveled at him. We also find our lawgiver, Yeshua, Speaking in Haggai 2 and 8, and he says, The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Our prayers are important 
to our lawgiver, Yeshua. His holy word declares that we must first humble ourselves before we pray. We are instructed by our lawgiver in 2 Chronicles 7.14 this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Yeshua is still interceding for us on the right-hand side of the Father for all those who believe. We find in Romans 8.34, Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of Elohim, who also makes intercession for us. We have shared Isaiah 33 verse 22 that says, The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. In Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of Elohim, not of works, lest anyone should boast. In Romans 10 verses 9 through 10, we find that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Yeshua and believe in your heart that Elohim has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We also shared in John 5:22, as we learned earlier, for the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. Let us receive and understand that our Holy Savior's Hebrew name means salvation. In Acts 4 and 12 it is written, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. We shared that the United States had not yet been discovered when our Holy Savior walked the earth. There were no English-speaking people who existed until the 5th century. It is evident that in no way would our Holy Father authorize any other name for his Holy Son born in Bethlehem. English speakers did not exist at the time Yeshua walked the earth. Let us understand, when our Holy Savior walked the earth then and even now, there is no letter J to be found in the Hebrew alphabet. As you open the door to him today, let us respect the prayer our Holy Savior prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, crying out to the Father that he indeed left his Father's Hebrew name with his disciples. That name was given among men as Apostle Paul recorded in Acts 4 verse 12. And it reads, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The prayer Yeshua prayed and paid for with great drops of blood in the garden of Gethsemane before he went to the cross is the one name while he was upon the earth given among men. Yeshua cries out to the Father. He left that name with his disciples in John 17, verses 6, 11, 12, and 26. Let us stay reminded of Revelation 3, verse 20. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him 
and He with me. Are you willing to open your heart today to be saved? Yeshua, our lawgiver, tells us in Revelation 3 verse 20 to open the door and He will come in and dine with us. As we shared earlier in 2 Chronicles 7:14, this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Allow this to be your day to be restored, to be renewed, to be refreshed, to be replenished. For it is written in 1 John 1 verse 9 that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Are you willing to accept Christ Yeshua as your Savior today? If you are not saved, we pray you are willing to open the door and let Him dine with you. The Holy Word declares in Romans 3 verses 23 through 26, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of Elohim, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Yeshua, whom Elohim set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness, because in His forbearance Elohim had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Yeshua. In John 3 verse 3, it is written, Yeshua answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of Elohim. For in John 1.33 we find, I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. It is written in Acts 3 verse 19 this, Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Now, let us pray together. Holy Father, we pray that all those listening today who have heard your voice will open the door that you will come into them and dine with them. We pray, righteous Father, that you would grant to all of us and those who have opened the door to you today to receive your riches of glory, that they, as well as ourselves, be strengthened with your might through your Holy Spirit into our inner man, and that our Savior, Christ Yeshua, may dwell in our hearts through faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in your love, to know the love of Christ Yeshua, which passes knowledge, that those listening, and all of us, 
may be filled with the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of you. In your holy name, Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. We pray that you had an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit of Elohim was saying through his holy word and that you opened the door of your heart so that he would come into you today and dine with you and you with him. Let us know you received salvation and that you were restored, renewed, refreshed, and replenished. If you confess with your mouth Yeshua as your Savior, and believe in your heart that Elohim God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is found in Romans 10 verse 9. We pray you have received Yeshua as your personal Savior and that you have made that declaration. We're in agreement for your salvation today. In 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5 it reads, Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. Let us remember that Yeshua is our lawgiver. He's our judge. He's our king and he's our savior. We pray you enjoyed that message. Yes. Now we know who the lawgiver is. Oh, yes. And the lawgiver is Yeshua. Because he establishes right and wrong. Oh, yes. And he shows us how to and how not to live. That's right. Remember, Yeshua is our king. And he has the rightful claim to authority over all things, including us. Oh, yes. His children. Given to him by our Holy Father. That's right. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. (laughs) You know, because it has not been explained that Yeshua is the only one who will judge. And we mentioned that earlier. That's right. Our Holy Father has given him all authority Mm. to execute judgment. Yes. Because he's the son of man. Mm. And it's found in John 5, 27. And as a reminder, let us remember these words in John 12 and 48. He who rejects me and does not receive my words, Yeshua says, has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken, he says, will judge him in the last day. Mm. That's powerful. That's so powerful. We need to take heed to his message. Yes, yes. Let us take heed to his message during these end times. Let us not take any of his words for granted. And let us Thank also you, stay reminded. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. First uh, Corinthians yes. 10 and 4. Yes. And all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. In the Sermon on the Mount, Yeshua amplified the law because Yeshua is the living word. He is the word word. made flesh. 
And let us not forget John 1 verse 14, which declares the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Yes. Full of grace and truth. Oh, yes. And Yeshua being the living word, he would judge us. He would judge us all. By himself being the word. Yes, he is that living word. And that's how we're going to be judged, people of God. Yes. We need to understand not just those who are believers, mm. but the non-believers will That's also right. be judged by the law giver. That's right. That's so we hope you enjoyed this program today. Oh, yeah. And we want you to continue to join us again next week. Please. Yes. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes. Please. The time has That's come fun. for each and every one of you listening. To hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. He's preparing us. Yes. His return is soon near. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to keep yes. sounding the alarm. Yes. We're crying loud and sparing now. Mm. We cannot spare you because the truth has to be made known right. in this hour. It has to be made known that we don't lose our soul. That's right. And it's not about tickling the ear now. A pillow and a blanket, it's about walking this out That's right. without fear, without That's trembling. Right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yes. So join us next week. Next week. The time is coming again. Yes. <laughs> to share the good news of the yes. gospel. Of who Yeshua is. Uh, it's all about him. We keep telling you it's all about him. It's not about us. From Genesis yes. to Revelation. Yeah. He comes in the volume of the book. So remember, we, we love, love you. Elohim loves you more. God bless you. God bless you. Join us next time on For the Time Has Come every Thursday from 11 o'clock a.m. until 11.55 a.m. with Apostle Sheldon and Prophet Sharon. If this program has been a blessing to you, please sow your generous love offerings to www.welcomeholyspiritintlministry.org That's www.welcomeholyspiritintlministry.org To give, use the donate buttons on the website and help us continue to bring the uncompromising gospel around the world during these end times.